What up, Love Quest Nation? You are listening to the latest episode of our SOS Saturdays Experience, recorded live at our location in Vancouver, BC. So come on in and enjoy a powerful Right Now Word brought to you by our founding and lead pastor, Pastor Terrence Richmond. Enjoy! I think I have a very special word for you guys tonight. Now, the last couple weeks have been rough for some people. talking about not only the fast but talking about um yeah just purging and dealing with our 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 inner self and dealing with our strongholds dealing with our strongholds how many people over the last couple weeks have become a little bit more aware of some things and you're like man okay i gotta i gotta make some changes amen and god is only revealing to you that you jacked up Um, because he's trying to really help you um, get where he's created you to be. Because I'm telling you, 2021 is going to be a blessing. And look, what God is going to release in 2021 is not based on if you clean up your mess. But you cleaning up your mess is going to be determining how you steward what he blesses you with. Okay? But, and so I got some good, 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 good stuff to share with you with that topic. But I'm going to share it with you tomorrow. Just a few little little while ago, about an hour ago, it's just something was placed on my heart that I want to share. And even if it's for one person, too bad. It's just for one person. God has to get something to someone. He has to remind you of something. And I really pray that what I'm about to share with you is going to really bless you. Okay? Because God does not want us going into next year ignoring his goodness and ignoring our jacked upness. <laughs> that's a word. That's a word. So tonight, I just want to share with you. I just have to make up a little topic for you real quick. And it is the spirit. So I'm sorry, y'all going to have to work tonight. Okay. Tomorrow, I got all the slides ready for you, but you're going to have to work tonight. Okay. The spirit of transformation and the presence of emancipation. Okay. The spirit of transformation. The Holy Spirit does not just come in your life to make you feel fuzzy. He has not come in your life to just get you out of trouble. The Holy Spirit does not just come in your life to make you talk in tongues. The Holy Spirit does not just come in your life to do anything that that is just all about you feeling good. Transformation does not always feel good, but it's always good. Here we go. The caterpillar had and does have the DNA to be a butterfly. It wasn't made to be a caterpillar. It was made to be a butterfly. Follow me. You you ready? You ready? You ready, Grace? You probably want to take notes on this, okay? I think the Lord wrote this one for us. (laughs) Amen. I like your little curly waves, your little amen. Your little tsunami, your little tsunami, call it the tsunami, amen. Look, look, God is after you. Listen, he's after your wholeness, not your popularity. He's after you, not your platform. He's after you. And what you have to understand is it does not feel good to a caterpillar 
Number one, being that slow. But you have to understand, slow is the process to grow. And you got to understand that the, the cocoon is not a comfortable place. Y'all with me? And the cocoon don't just bust open because you're tired of being in there or because it's obscure. The cocoon busts open when you have developed the strength to bust out. <laughs> yes. What busts the cocoon wide open is that there's no more room for you. And that's why you got to be around places where you're going to grow. That's why you don't wake up trying not to sin. You wake up getting filled up in strength, empowered by the love and faith of God. And pretty soon sin can grip you. Sin is a strong thing that you were not created to fight. The way you resist sin is to become more aware and to walk in love and obedience in the grace and mercy of God. Spirit of transformation and the presence of emancipation. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. There's liberty. Grace has created a space for you and God to procreate. Okay. Let me get rid of my Roseanne's. Amen. My other Roseanne's. Let me get my <laughs> Grace has created a space for you and God to procreate. You know, you know, um, you give, you get impregnated and give birth in the presence of God. The Holy Spirit comes to impregnate you with heavens. Heavens, heaven's gifts, heaven's blessings, right? Ephesians 2, start at verse 4. I'm excited about this message. Because I don't know what it is. I'm just going to give it to y'all. Okay. Give me the, give me the uh, TPT, please. <laughs> wow. TPT. But God, but God. Say, but God. Come on, a little louder. But God. But God still loved us. With such great love, he is so rich in compassion and what? Mercy. Let's go to verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. The corruption that was in us from birth was expressed through the deeds and desires of our self-life. We live by whatever natural cravings and thoughts our minds dictated. Living as rebellious children subject to God's wrath. Like everybody else. Boom. But God. Now, but God worked, make, makes, while we were yet sinners, but God. While I, look, God didn't wait for me to get out the club. 
He didn't wait for me to put the weed down. He didn't wait for me to put the drink down. But God, while I was sinning, he what? Died for me. While I was running from him, while I thought my life was great, it was cookies and cream, it was fantabulous, my life was good, I'm a good person. While I was confused, Jesus died for me. His love for us is so great. And he is so rich in compassion and mercy. Compassion means he understands how hard it is. He understands the persecution. He understands you fell down. He understands how how you were born in certain situations. He understands how temptation works. God does not call you evil because you're tempted. Evil is not being tempted. Evil is acting on temptation in a sinful way. Because God tempts us in a godly way. In a godly way. Next verse. Even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ. So it sounds like he's just waiting on you. He's done his part. He's bought your dress. He bought your ring. He's laid out the flowers for you. He's just waiting for you to walk down the walk down the aisle and say, "I do." He's waiting for you to accept the love that he has lavished you with. He united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by his wonderful what? Grace. Saved us by his wonderful what? Grace. One more time, he saved us by his wonderful grace. Even when we were dead. Oh, I read that. But you see how I read it with passion. I read that. Y'all got to move fast. I'm ready. He raised us up. So while we were dead in our sin, he raised us up. We had our own low party separate from Christ because we was too dirty. Oh, no. He said he raised us up with Christ. See, this is what we got to understand about the resurrection. The resurrection wasn't a day we watched Jesus. <laughs> by Jesus. Come by here, Lord. Come by here. No. It was a day that we got up with him. That's the power. That's why the devil wants the church to stay at the cross in false humility. That's why he wants us to stay in poverty and be like, no, it ain't like it's something wrong with being rich or something wrong with being wealthy or something wrong with having nice things. That's why he wants us staying at the cross, singing little sad songs. Oh, God, please come back. No, we got up when he got up. So when we are walking around earth, when we go to work, we're walking, we're existing, we're in our relationships. We do what we do from a resurrected posture. We are fighting from victory, not for victory. Yes. And it says, we are, us, he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him. I mean, sorry, with him. Yeah, I think it's quicker to just say with him versus with him. 
got no time to be doing with him, with him. Look. <laughs> and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection. Oof. And authority of the heavenly realm. Wait a minute. So we ascended. We ascended with him into authority. He didn't have no authority right there at the foot of the cross. He was defeated at the cross. We were defeated. Sin was up on him at the cross. But, but he said in three days, I will what? Get up. The Bible says he defeated death. Oh, death, where is your what? Sting. So if he got up, then the same authority that got him up is the same authority that will get you up. But it's not the same authority that will get you up. It's the same authority that's in you holding you up. See, for the authority to get you up means you got to wait for something. No, this authority is inside of you right now as you're sitting there. When you get up tired to go to work, guess what's in you? The authority. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and I. See, when you're fasting and praying, it permits resurrection power to rise up inside of you. Sometimes you got to starve your flesh. That's what you're doing. You're crucifying your flesh. See, I love Jesus' attitude. While he was on his way to the cross, he was focused on the third day. So while you're waiting for your fast to be over, guess what you should be working on? You're thinking about the 22nd day. <laughs> it says, for we are now... I, I've, I've shown you this before. It's, it's, it's uh, you, you remember we pulled out the, the airplane seat, right? Most of us think co-seated. Give me a chair, give me a chair, give me a chair, give me a chair, give me a chair. You know when folks don't want to get the chair, they like. <laughs> I was, <laughs> thank you, sir. All right. I just got to use you as an example. I'm sorry. Come on, it's two cheeks right here. <laughs> Hold on, let me get on the other side because I got this thing right here. Right? We think we think co-seated is like this, right? We think co-seated is like this, right? This this, this isn't co-seated. This isn't co-seated. This is co-seated. <laughs> Give Dill his first lap dance. <laughs> Go and get the chair out of here, brother. Go get the chair out of here. <laughs> get the chair out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Dylan. Co-seated co is we share the seat. There ain't, there ain't, there ain't no, this is not a musical chair situation where you're like, no, there is, oh, there's no room for me or I'm barely sitting down. And if I sin, he just scoop me out. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, am, I, am, I am in his arms. We are sharing the same seat. 
right? The same power that is in that seat, it flows down to me as well. The same spirit that's up on Jesus, the same spirit that helped Jesus through the fast, the same Jesus that helped him love Judas, the same spirit of, that's in Jesus to help him love his persecutors, the same Jesus who loved everybody, the same Jesus who fought for you and I, who was bold and courageous, the same Jesus, the same power that was upon him is the same power that's upon us. We are one with Christ. That's why I don't go to the Father in Terrence's name. When I pray, I come in Jesus' name. When I'm, waging, when I'm fighting in warfare, I'm, I'm in Jesus' name. Verse 7. Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display. That's super powerful. That's crazy. Did you hear that out there? Throughout the coming ages, all of your life, you should be the what? Visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us. And it wasn't dripped upon us. It wasn't sprinkled upon us. It was showered upon us. Come on. You are a display. You walk through the mall and you see that display in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the display window. You are, am I the only one that think that the eyes move? You, when you, especially when you was little, you just like. Right, you're a display. Right, you walk in any store, there's a display. What is the display? The display, a good display, sparks interest. Does your life spark interest? Ain't nothing worse than an ugly, sloppy mannequin. An ugly, sloppy mannequin represents the person that was supposed to dress it. That's why the man went, why didn't you, why was not your disciples able to cast this demon out? Because you are a display of your Savior. Jesus is telling his church, stop putting everything on me. Walk, be the light, carry the glory. Stop putting it all, God help our land. He said, let's go. I'm going to pray for you that God will send somebody in your life to help you. Already there. You help. I'm going to call Elder Roseanne. Hold on. Let me call Elder Roseanne to pray for you. She on our prayer team. I'm not on the prayer team. I just pray for me. I just, I'm not on the prayer team. Elder Roseanne on the prayer team. No, you are the answer. Next verse. Four. It was through this wonderful grace, say grace, it was through this wonderful grace that we believed in him. Nothing we did 
nothing we did. This is what he wants to help us understand tonight, Pastor Julia. This is what he wants us to understand. There is nothing we did that could have ever earned this salvation. For it was the gracious gift from God that brought. That's why I can't do no other religion. That's why I can't do religion. I can't do no other cult. I can't do none of that because it's too much work. You leave your stone at home. You got you to gotta buy the beat. You, whatever you got to do, all these little steps. You can't just wake up and say, hey, Hi. Right, you can't just be driving in the car and just and talk to Jesus. You got folks running to find. I remember one time my wife worked at this cafe. Lady ran in. It's almost five o'clock. Can I use your back floor so I could pray? Oh, you could have used. You could have prayed on the bus. You don't go to no box. You don't even go sit in there. You go sit over here. Can't see Kayla. How you doing, Father? Yeah, I messed up this week. No, that's the old pattern. Well, I got to wait. What if he don't have no room? And then I'm sorry. I feel sorry for him. He over there waiting in the box for people to come and tell them all their business. I don't know you. <laughs> that's too much. Say too much work. But the blood of Jesus tore the veil. We got access. What if I can't get no sleep at night? I got to go. What do I do? I ain't got time to lay no mat out. I ain't got time to go downtown and wait till, till the doors open. I don't got no beads right now. I don't got, I'm not saying nothing against nobody's religion. Out of all respect. But I will say we have access to the Father. Right now. You can pray right now. On your way home, you can call on him right now. Call him. You better call Tyrone. What's she say? Kirk, that's not love. And what he's telling you right here, he put an end to all of the work, man. Just be and just receive his love. You're trying to be good. You're trying to prove it. You're trying. No, receive his love. And his love resting in you will be a dictator. It will be a protector. It will keep you. And it's almost like you take the work out of religion. Folks is mad. Because work makes you feel like you got some control. And I can't just wake up and be like, Father, no, nah, I, need, I need something tangible. I need, I need to... I need to take something. I need to talk to you. I need you to forgive me. I need you to tell me I'm forgiven. No, because then people depending on you too much. That's the old pattern. Jesus had to come so we can cut the middleman out. Because little, little old priest man could have slept with little old lady in the back before, and then we don't hear them bells when he coming out, and it's over. Right? That's why they went in with bells on their robe. Because if they didn't come out, you didn't, you didn't hear no bells. It's a, it's a wrap. They had to wait for once a year for a priest to go in on their behalf. And you were hoping, if I was the priest, you were hoping that I didn't sin. You waiting all year. You over there hoping that I don't mess up. 
I don't cheat on, on Pastor Julia or I don't cuss her out, however it worked back then. And then on this day, hey, and then y'all out there waiting for me to come out. And Jesus did away with all. That's why the Bible says once and for all. The veil has been torn. Everyone has access. See, religion don't want you to have that type of freedom. No. Where do we go? Where do we go? What verse is that? Next verse. So no one will ever be able to boast. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody could ever take credit. I did this, and this is why I'm good. No. And this is all God wants is credit. Yeah, you went to work, and yeah, you got paid, and yeah, you got your diploma. But if it wasn't for that grace, see, see, God, God just wants the, 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 the thanksgiving, the recognition that without him, Without him holding that car out from running into you, without him waking you up and protecting you last night while you thought you were safe because you got an alarm system, while he, while he kept you safe, you, like you, you have so much, you know, do you know how many things have to work together for you to go to work? <laughs> we take for granted getting from Towasin to, to, to Vancouver safely. We take for granted waking up in the morning. We take for granted not having to worry about somebody breaking into our house. You want them people leave your door unlocked? That's the right answer in public. <laughs> so no one. For salvation is never a reward for good behavior or good works or human striving. Next verse. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. Oh, that's horrible. Start over. Start over. Let's start over. Amen. Let's start over. That's horrible. Special class. Come on. Ready? Read. His poetry recreated people that will fulfill, that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. We have a destiny. For we are joined to Christ. It's a package deal. Right? That's why when we like pity parties and we always complaining and you're yoked up with Jesus. Like you're, 
you got to know who you are in these days. And don't let nobody talk you out of it. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny. And the good works we would do to full. Do you know this? So you have a planned destiny. Let me help you. Where you're going has already been finished. To fulfill something is to walk in a finished work. When you fulfill a prophecy, it's already been spoken. It's done. It's fi- the outcome is finished. Now you are to fulfill it. Amen. you to go to Acts 7. Say grace. Grace. Shout it out. Say grace. Grace. Look at your neighbor. Say grace. Grace. Acts 7, 57. You're going to enjoy this. I think I did. I did. I did. His accusers covered their ears. uh, uh, No, start at 55. 55. But Stephen, deacon, Stephen was a what? Deacon. But Stephen, overtaken with what? Great faith, was full of the Holy Spirit. He fixed his gaze into the heavenly realm and saw the glory. Let me help you what's going on right now. Stephen is being, getting ready to be stoned. He, 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 is, he is brought in front of people, and he is about to be stoned to death. Do you got that? Stephen was overtaken by great faith while he was about to be put to death. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and while being, being put to death or in the, in the process of being put to death, at the point of knowing he is about to die, sounds like Jesus. What is he doing? He fixes his gaze into the heavenly realm and he saw the glory and splendor of God in Jesus who stood up at the right hand of God. Listen, whenever you're going through something, this same picture can be in your situation. So no matter what you're going through, great faith will come upon you. Fix your eyes upon the Savior and you will see the glory of God instead of the goriness of your persecution. Ooh, great faith, great Say great faith. And he says, look, Stephen said, I can see the heavens opening and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God to welcome Ooh, you gotta see this you gotta see this look look at this he didn't just sit in this persecution quiet he didn't just go through his storm quiet he didn't 
just go through depression quiet. He didn't just go through a dark time in his life quiet. He reminded the devil that to live is Christ and to die is gain. <laughs> so, so if you really about to kill me, I want you to know increase is about to happen. Yeah, he said, look, and he tells him, I can see the heavens opening and the son of the man standing at the right hand of God to welcome me home. You about to send me back home, man. Oh, you guys, I don't know why you doing this. You guys are always talking about me, man. Oh, God, help me, help me. Whatever you're going through, don't forget. Let's put these scriptures together. You are a display. Stephen's faith is on display right now. Oh, I'm preaching somebody. When you at school, you, you know how when you're going through it, you feel like it's the you the only one. Don't nobody understand. Don't no conversation satisfy. Instead of understanding. That even the people persecuting you are going through something. And maybe God can trust you with persecution so you can be a witness to the persecutor. Can God trust you with trouble? Can God trust you when the spirit of heaviness come up on your life? Because you... Your response to this world is on display. He says, his accusers covered their ears. That's why every time, you, if you can see in the, in the spirit realm, every time we shout, every time we clap, every time we dance, every time we sing praises unto God, guess what hell is doing? Putting their putting hands over your ears. See, every time you going through something, this is what fighting back looks like. What if somebody was fighting you and then they put their hands over their ears? What does that mean? So the people that, was, that need their hands to stone me have to use their hands to block out my praise. So if you're going to kill me, you're going to have to do it hands free because I'm about to put this praise on you. And if you don't give up on a praise, the hands over ears then turn into feet running. That's the best way you can get the devil off your back is to give God some praise. Sheikabah. His accusers covered their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs. Come on. COVID comes. Guess what COVID don't want you to do? Praise. COVID want to come over the news media. They just want you to get all depressed and get you hopeless and get you fainting. No, you got to push back. Man, that's how Love Questing got through this year is put a praise on it. See, when sickness don't touch your house, guess what? Sickness had to put their hands over their ears. When the enemy ain't took your marriage, guess why? Because your praise made, made that spirit of divorce cover, cover you. I can't, I, I can't. 
Yeah. See, it's like Marco Polo. See, now if I can't hear you, I can't detect you. If I can't hear you, I cannot detect you. But as long as you speak in hell's language, I can detect where you are. What's hell's language? Complaining, murmuring, death talk, sickness. It's life or death in your tongue. So as long as you give your tongue to agree with darkness, the enemy always have a pulse on you. But when you're going through something and you put a, joy, you put a praise on it, he can't detect you. It's like trying to catch a chicken running. It's like trying to, trying to a rooster, chicken, what is it, chicken, rooster, what is it, huh, huh, chicken. You're not going to catch me complaining. Yeah. His accusers covered their ears with their hands and screamed at the top of their lungs to drown out his voice. Listen, but it could also, Andrew, work on the other end to where the enemy gets you so quiet, it drowns out God's voice. Praise helps you hear clearer. Your praise drowns out. All I can say, man, is praise is the greatest weapon that any of us can have. Sometimes you got to get loud to drown out the enemy's voice. You mean, why y'all be so loud? So we can't hear you complaining. That's why. <laughs> Tired of hearing you complaining. We're going to sing louder. <laughs> Next verse. Then, then they pounced. Then they pounced on him and threw him outside the city walls to stone him. His accusers. One by one, placed their outer garments at the feet of a young man named Saul of Tarsus. See, I'm getting, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere, I'm going somewhere. Remember grace that you cannot work for. Who's persecuting this deacon? Saul. Go, go to Acts 8.3. Is what I do, huh? You feel it? Don't, don't put yourself to sleep, boy. Over there, just, don't put yourself to sleep. <laughs> then Saul. Then who? Listen, Saul. What? 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 What is then Saul? Then, then is this? What verse is this? Go to verse two. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, verse 2. God-fearing men gave Stephen a proper burial and mourned greatly over his death. Godly men honored Stephen's life. Got this? And it's not men, 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 it ain't nothing like somebody going out tragically. This is tragic. Go, next verse. Then Saul, What? Come on. Then Saul, what? Merciless. Mercilessly persecuted the church of God. Come on, talk to me. 
Then Saul mercilessly persecuted who? Not his enemies. The church of God. Going from, he wasn't even just killing the Christians that was like hypocritical or he just going house to house, going into the homes, believers to arrest, the house of believers to arrest both men and women and drag them off to prison. So he wasn't just doing the men. He was just dragging people to prison for being Christians. See, that's why the Lord is disgusted with Northern American church. We too cute to be Christians. Can you imagine if Saul came up into some of these Christians, like today's Christian's house? Ah, what what are you doing? No, I'm not Christian. I saw you at Love Quest. No, that wasn't me. That was my mama. That was my cousin. I don't go. To, I hate church. <laughs> we denounce the church in a minute. <laughs> Going from house to house into the homes of believers to arrest both men and women. And drag them off. I I just want you guys to see who this was. Saul was going house to house, dragging out men, somebody's daddy, women, somebody's mama, somebody's daughter, somebody's son, somebody's uncle, somebody's nephew. For being Christian. Sometimes we, we don't even praise God like we just think Saul going to pop up. <laughs> Next verse. Although the believers were scattered by persecution. See, this is why COVID. God is not like, oh, God, I want to hurry up. No, we need you to scatter. And we don't need you to scatter to stay home. We need you to scatter to build the church. They preached. This is the church. All those scattered, they preached the wonderful news of the word of God wherever they went. Oh, the church doors are closed. I can't wait to get back to the building. No, preach the gospel. Folks died for you. All right. Acts 9, verse 1. Oof. This good right here. This good right here. Now, we've established who was it killing Christians? Come on, talk to me. Who was it? Saul. During those days, who? Full of what? Angry threats and what? Rage. You got to be rageful to persecute Christians. You gotta be rageful to persecute people that are on the front line for Jesus. I I, I was gonna preach this in the other series, but I think this deserves at least two days. 
But there is no sin, the Bible says, that is un, like every sin is forgivable except one. Blasphemy. And when you really get to look at what blasphemy is, it says you can talk about Jesus, the son of man, meaning the human being, Jesus. But when you persecute the Holy Spirit and his work, that is un. So you see why? When you understand what the Holy Spirit does, he leads people. He, 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 he is salvation working. So when you are going against the work of the Holy Spirit, that, that's not a forgivable thing. You actually have to live with that. And, and you have to bear the fruit of that. There's nothing good coming your way when you work against freedom. When you work against the word of God, when you work against salvation, that's an anti-Christ spirit that works against deliverance, work against people walking in joy. Right? So when you are persecuting Christians on any level, you can throw words at stones. It says, full of angry threats and rage. Wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus. So he went to ask the high priest. Boom. And requested a letter. He was looking for a, a permit, a license of authorization he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus. Requesting their cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way, Jesus. Saul wanted to capture all of the, see I'll try to give you time, all of the believers he found, both men and women and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem. Mm. Keep going. We're going to keep going for it. We're going to drive down the street for a little while. So he obtained the license to kill and left for Damascus, just outside the city. A brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded all around him. Around who? Around Saul. Falling to the ground, he heard a booming voice say to him, Saul, Saul. <laughs> See, you will stop taking it personal when people persecute you if you understood they're persecuting him. You get out the way and let God handle the business. When you persecute me, you're persecuting Jesus. And you'd have messed with the wrong one at that point. Say, why are you persecuting me? Saul, like, what? Jigga who? <laughs> Next verse. The men accompanying Saul were stunned and speechless. For they heard a heavenly voice but could see no one. 
Saul replied, who are you, Lord? And the Lord says, I'm Jesus. Look how he presents himself to Saul, the victorious. Victorious, yes. The victorious, that's gangster. That's like, not the victorious one. The, I am the victorious. <laughs> the one you are persecuting. I just want to let you know you're fighting against victory. <laughs> the one you are persecuting now get up and go into the city where you will be told what you are to do. Enough is enough. See, I think it's worse when you've persecuted the church or persecuted God's people than you end up being one of his greatest witnesses. That's, do you see how God loves us? He's like, dude, keep persecuting me. Keep on killing people. And then I'm going to use you to sell Jesus. And you know how stupid you're going to look? You know how much confusion you about to? You have to live with that. Right? It's like people going into prison and murderers, and they finally give their life over to Jesus. The, the shame. or Like, you got to care. You're going to go to heaven and all that good stuff, but you actually have to live with that fruit of persecuting the church. Right? He says, get up and go into the city where you will be told what you are to do. Saul. Who? Saul stood, stood to his feet. And even though... His eyes were open. He could see nothing. Like many of us at times. Eyes open. Life is good. Blind. Living dead. And even though his eyes were open, he was what? He was blind. So the men had to take him by the hand and lead him into how humbling. The man that was persecuting people now needs assistance. So first, I got to humble you, number one. First, you got to be humble. Look, look at here. Next verse. For three days, he didn't eat or drink and couldn't see a thing. Living in Damascus was a believer named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling his name Ananias. Yes, Lord, Ananias answered. The Lord said, go at once to the street called Abundance. Look at the love of God, Elder. You killing me, you killing me, persecuting me can't stop what I promised you. I'm trying, God is not trying to get you to stop sinning. He's trying to get you to Abundance Avenue. Now, now look, for, the, for the viewers, I didn't say God wants you to sin. I just said his focus is not to try to get you to sin. His focus is to introduce you to grace. And when you truly embrace grace, then you ain't going to want to sin. He says, street called abundance. And look for a man from Tarsus named what? Saul. You will find him at Judah's house. How are you going to put me in the house of praise? 
While he was praying, he saw in a supernatural vision a man named Ananias coming to lay hands upon him to restore his sight. This is amazing. This brother ain't 24 hours out of killing a Christian. And the Lord shows him his freedom. Next verse. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But Lord, Ananias replied, many have told me about his terrible persecution of those in Jerusalem who are devoted to you. Of course. In fact, the high priest has authorized him to seize and imprison all those in Damascus who call on your name. Lord, this is the same man that was on his way to persecute people, to kill people. And you mean to tell me to lay hands on him, anoint him? The Lord Yahweh answered him, arise and go. I love how the Lord, he ain't listening to none of your complaining. Arise and go. When you finish running, you're going to go back to it. Guess what he's going to say? Arise and go. I have chosen this man to be my special messenger. He will be brought before kings, before many nations, and before the Jewish people to give them the revelation of who I am. And I will show him how much he is destined to suffer because of his passion for me. He had passion to kill people who had passion for him. Now he's about to become one of them. Uh, keep going. Ananias left and found the house where Saul was staying. He went inside and laid hands on him, saying, Saul, my brother, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me to pray for you so that you might see what? Again. And what? Be Filled to overflowing with the Holy Ghost. Wait a minute. This is an amazing picture of God wanting to live in filth. That's why I don't take grace for granted, man. The whole time I was in the club, the Lord said, I want to live in you. While you were sleeping around, guess what? The Lord was like, I still want to live in you. There is nothing you can do. To shoo away the Lord. And I love it because he will never feel sorry for you. That's not how you get a king's attention. Kings don't respond to pouting. They respond to faith. They respond to royalty. All at once, all at what? 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 All at once. The crusty. How many people been crusty in their life? Some of y'all crusty right now in Jesus' name. With your, look at your neighbor and say with your crusty self. <laughs> the crusty substance that was over Saul's eyes. He literally lost his sight, literally. This wasn't a spiritual thing alone. He literally could not see. And the crusty 
the crusty substance that was over Saul's eyes disappeared and he could see perfectly immediately. I love this because when God restores you, you're thinking God's going to restore you and as much time as you wasted working against them, that's how much time you're going to have to wait until you get to where he promised. Immediately at once he was restored to perfect. Immediately he got up and was what? Baptized. This is what I love right here. This is what I love right here. This is, this is, the, uh, this is the, uh, the, the uh, suddenly that we're, we're about to see. Next. After eating a meal, his strength returned. And here we go. Next, next. Within the hour. You see this? You see this? You see this? You see this? The Lord didn't say, the Lord didn't say, Carolyn. All right, now you, you ready? Okay. Now it's a, it's a Bible college that I'm going to need you to go sign up at. It says, within an hour, he was with, he was in the synagogues preaching. This is normally a place he goes to get his, who he's about to stone. Preaching about Jesus within an hour, the goodness of God gripped his heart. See, see, when the goodness of God grip your heart, you do not waste time sharing him. Jesus is the Son of God. Can you see why he was trusted to write about Jesus? Can you imagine how humble he was? Can you imagine how broken he was? God, I've killed your people and you still love me? You still have work for me? You still want to use me? And you're not trying to embarrass me? You're, you're, oh, oh, you want to use me like right now? Like this year? Next. Those who heard him were astonished, saying among uh, 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 saying among themselves, isn't this the Saul? You've, there will always be people to remind you of how jacked up you was. Ain't this the, <laughs> they did it to Jesus. Ain't this Mary and Joseph boy? Ain't this a little carpenter boy? If they could not focus on the transformation that happened in this man. Isn't this the Saul who furiously persecuted those in Jerusalem who called on the name of Jesus? Didn't he come here with permission from the high priest to, boom, drag them off and take them as prisoners? I love where God saved them. In the same place he was persecuting people. Now on the flip side, that's pretty embarrassing. See, because on the flip side, this is who else you got to deal with now. Next. Saul's power increased greatly as he became, me, me, he, he was anointed. Signs and wonders started to follow him immediately. As he became more and more proficient in proving that Jesus was the anointed Messiah, Saul remained there for several days with the disciples, even though it agitated the Jews of Damascus. Uh-oh. As time passed, the Jews plotted together to kill Saul. 
Now he got folks chasing him. But he's running with dead on his heart. And we follow Saul this whole time. God changes his name. A whole new makeover. And I don't think it was hard to find Saul. But God protected him. And so much fear is gripping you, whoever you are. Because of your past, you don't think you're worthy of being used. Or you box yourself into being used in a place you think you deserve to be. No, whoever you are, God has something that is going to blow your mind. The same, listen, the same leader you were for darkness, the Lord is going to infuse you with his power to be even a greater leader to bring people to him. Yeah, that little patty cake, patty cake baker's man. See, because the reason I'm excited is because there's a Saul in the house. There's a Saul out there. See, we got to learn how to not be scared of Saul's. We got to rejoice the Saul's. <laughs> Woo! Couple questions, few questions, few questions. Can God interrupt your routine? Will you allow God to interrupt your routine? Saul had a routine. And here's a day, he got a permit, and he thought he was on his way to do one thing, and the Lord flipped the mission. Within 24, within, within what, what is three days past, 72 hours, then within 24 hours, he got some food, he received his sight. So within a week, Saul went from rage to having mercy on people. You can't tell me what God cannot do. But if you have the Saul inside of your heart, you have to allow God to interrupt your routine. Number two, are you humble enough to repent? Are you humble enough to repent? Listen, do you know Unchecked hurt, unchecked bitterness, unchecked anger, unchecked rage, and unchecked insecurities lead to destruction. You better check yourself for you wreck yourself. Unchecked hurt, unchecked bitterness, unchecked anger, unchecked rage, and unchecked insecurities lead to what? destruction no sin is more powerful than the blood of Jesus can I get an amen no sin is more powerful than the blood of Jesus and then I love how the Lord even in the midst of his evilness the Lord is talking to another man on his behalf my next point to you God is setting someone up to help you Are you too prideful to receive help? 
This is the grace of God. While you acting jacked up, while Saul was yet sinning, he was moving on one of his available servants to go and minister to him. I need y'all to listen to this real careful. God will place people in your life that can handle your past so you and God can handle your future. Not everybody can handle your past. And your past is not something God wants you to handle alone. God will place people in your life that can handle your past so you and God can handle your future. Do you notice Saul just was like, boom, I'm in the mix. I'm preaching the gospel. Ananias was entrusted to not judging. Ananias was entrusted with the anointing to release it and impart it. Ananias could not be a man who... Ananias' love and his faith was on display. Can God trust you? Look, let me tell you. You may not be the one that, that, that should be the person. So you either Ananias or you Saul, but we all been one of them. So if you're dealing with a Saul in your life right now within you, are you humble enough to receive help? Are you too prideful to repent and, and, and talk to someone about where you've been? But also if you're Ananias, can God trust you to not get entangled with Saul? Because the call on Saul's life is more important than what you can get from Saul. Either way, you could be a person that judge and not release. Or you could be a person that gets in the way of the release. Am I helping at least one person? There is, talking to the Saul within everybody, there's a Saul within everybody. There's an end date to your destructive behavior. Some people's destructive behavior just is in private. Guess what? The Lord knows. I probably would want you to, like if it was a way I could hide it from the Lord, I probably would want to tell Elder Brendan than the Lord. But the people you can hide it from is not the people that it matters to. The one that can see everything. <laughs> the Holy Spirit and the blood and the word will clean your slate. You're going to have to roll with me real quick. First, First Corinthians 15, 9. And then you're going to go Acts 23, 1. And then you're going to go Acts 25, 8. See, you smart. You smart. Y'all smart up there. Y'all girls smart up there. So I don't even need to repeat it. I know you, you, you retained it. You want me to repeat it one more time? All right. First Corinthians 15, verse 9. Acts 23, 1, and Acts 25, 8, in that order. 
the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus and the word of God will clean your slate. Yes, I am the most insignificant of all the apostles, unworthy even to be called an apostle because I hunted down believers and persecuted God's church. What is he? An apostle. God saved him to build the church. Super funny. You didn't mess with the wrong one. That's payback right there. <laughs> Do you see how love is payback? Wow. That's a t-shirt. I'm going to pay you back with love. Love is payback. Whatever the words is, big block letters, love is payback. Bible says, oh, no man, nothing except to what? Love him. Saul who is now Paul the Apostle, he says, man, I do not deserve this. I do not deserve this. And he's building God's church. Next verse. I mean, next, uh, what, 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 yeah, Acts 23, 1. Paul, who? Paul, what happened to Saul? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Clean slate, say clean slate. Paul fixed his eyes on the members of the council and said, uh, my brothers, up to this day I have lived my life before God with a perfectly clear conscience. I ain't did nothing to nobody. Who, me? What, who y'all talking about? Clean slate. See, God is not trying to torture you with your past. There is a real redemption. There is a real regeneration that happens in your mind. That, that you might remember what you did because you're in this body, but what you did does not haunt you. I don't care what kind of dirt you've done. I don't care, what, I don't care if you've been to prison. I don't care what you have done in your life. Today, right now, Receive your new name. Receive your new slate and just walk in it. He says, I got a clear conscience. He has a grace conscience, not a sin conscience. Acts 25, verse 8. In his defense... What time's the next workout class, Pastor Danielle? <laughs> amen, amen. <laughs> Micah got trainer Pastor Daniela up there doing sit-ups. Amen, hey, that's children's church up there. Amen, that's totally fine. In his defense, Paul said, by the Holy Spirit, I have done nothing wrong. I've committed no offense against Jewish law or against the temple or against Caesar. This is what's beautiful here. He has a perfect opportunity to say, I'm not doing anything right now, but I know God is paying me back. I know I'm being persecuted now for what I did to Christians. I know God is making me pay for what the wrong I've done. That's not grace. Everything Paul did post-Saul 
was not a repercussion of what he did as Saul. It was just what was happening to Christians, period, in that day. So you can't avoid persecution. Listen. But when persecution and life comes, stop thinking it's connected to you messing up in the past. How many people have ever been there where you think, oh, this is payback? So you posture yourself to go through it because somehow you think God is paying you back for all the mess you've made. No, that's not grace. There's a nation awaiting your transformation. There's a nation awaiting your transformation. There's a nation awaiting your transformation. There's a people awaiting your surrender. There's family members, there's co-workers, there's people waiting for your surrender. This is a word for somebody. The Lord will honor. The Lord is going to honor your stickiness. What do I mean? I got this little vision before I came out here. And you may have not gotten it perfect but you keep sticking with it. You may not be getting this Christian thing right. You may not know it all. You may have failed here. You may have failed there. You may still be dealing with some stupidness, some Saul's inside of you. Let me tell you this. See, you might be like, oh, I'm not, I don't got a Saul in me because I don't be killing people. But let's deal with Saul, not the fruit of what was going on with Saul. Saul was fearful. Saul was insecure. <laughs> Saul experienced abuse in his life. He was angry. He was full of rage. Saul didn't like himself. You don't deal with rage. You don't persecute people if you like yourself. You don't be mean to people when you love yourself. Right? You don't lie if you don't have nothing to hide. So forget that, that's just how Saul, due to the system he lived in, that's what Saul was doing. That's how his rage, that's how his anger, that's how his fear, that's how his insecurity showed up. So forget how, how it showed up for him, but how does your fear and insecurity and dealing with abuse and, or, or, or not liking parts of you or liking yourself at all, liking how you look, liking how you sound, liking the size of your body, liking whatever it is, how does that show up in your life? Because if you're not careful, you'll end up being like Saul. You'll stone other people. So you'll sit in church and talk about people. You'll have a plank in your eye, avoiding what you need to change. See, Paul hated Christians because he hated himself. So not only when he started uh, standing for Jesus, guess what happened for Saul? He started loving himself. And what's underlying this whole story 
is Saul encountered who he really was and he fell in love with who God created. And some of you in here, you got to deal with not loving yourself. Because if you don't, listen, you may not persecute nobody else, but you'll stone yourself. You'll saw yourself. But the Lord said, I am, I, I, I am about to reward your stickiness. Because even in your frustration, your, your doubt, your unbelief, your, you still keep coming around. Right? You, you still, see, I love the flip side of it. You can't keep coming around Christians and God don't grab you. Yeah, Saul was about to go kill some Christians, but get, he had to be around Christians to kill Christians. So every time he had to tolerate their praise. He had to tolerate their integrity. He had to tolerate Stephen's joy while being stoned. Do you know what was going on in Saul's heart while he was about to stone somebody that was in joy? You keep The best thing you can do is stay away from us. <laughs> you got to love yourself starting tonight. You got to stop throwing stones at yourself. Saul began to love himself. Therefore, he can serve the one that loved him. This whole time, he was trying to prove something to people who didn't love him. Saul was in a gang. <laughs> Saul was sea walking all over. You just. <laughs> and then one day, he got on his horse. And didn't realize and this is the thing I love about God the Bible says right outside the gate he grabbed him so I don't know who you are I don't know if you're watching I don't know who you are but God will never give up on you he loves you regardless and this is the kind of love that when you receive it, you can't do nothing but have joy. You can't do nothing but live with hope. You can't do nothing but tell the world about them. You can't do nothing but steward your time. You can't do nothing but be a soul winner. When you receive this love, this love, this love, this love, this love, you're unstoppable. You're unstoppable. I want to pray for you. Father, we put our stones down tonight. We put, out the, we put down the self-inflicting stones. And we stop focusing on everything and everybody that's around us. That hurt little girl, that hurt little boy. Yes, we are saved. Yes, we're set free. But we're also set free to deal with our deficits, deal with our brokenness.
Let us not hide behind the cross in order to not deal with our pain. Father, it is the blood of Jesus. It is the word of God. It is the Holy Spirit that you have sent that we might live in wholeness, not carry around bags until we go to our grave. Our only way to freedom is not death. (laughs) Yes, die to yourself. But we're not going to be this by and by Christian. We're not going to be this, oh, Jesus, hurry up and come back. Why you tarry in Jesus? Maybe the Lord wants you to love yourself before he come back. Enter heaven knowing who you are. Let your legacy be one that loved God and loved yourself, loved your neighbor. When Jesus returns, he'll find faith. And as Jesus introduced himself to Saul, when you wake up tonight, in the morning, and when you go home tonight, look in the mirror and say, hey, victorious. Hey, victorious. Remember, we're, we're sharing the same seat. So if he's victorious, guess what? I'm victorious. Say, I'm victorious. Come on, say, I'm victorious. One more time, say, I'm victorious. There is nothing that you can do to keep God away from pursuing you. Nothing. And so I declare over your life, as you lift your hands, I declare over your life that before this year is over, you will walk in a new boldness, a new courage, a new level of faith, a new level of joy, a new level of peace. Come on, a new, just receive it for yourself. The enemy, I, and, and, and just see yourself as you are opening your mouth, the enemy is putting his hands over his ears. Remember, it said that he put his hands over his ears because he was praising the Lord. See heaven open right now in Jesus' name. You are co-glorified in the name of Jesus. You just speak over yourself. Because of I am, I can. Because of I am, I am victorious. Come on, speak over yourself. Because of I am, I have joy. Because of I am, I am victorious. Because of I am, I have hope in Jesus' name. My soul is anchored. Jesus, Jesus' name. Amen. Say, I receive it. Say, I believe it. And if you receive it and believe it, give God a big old hand, a shout, big old hand of praise. Thanks for joining us. Stay connected with us by following us on social media at LoveQuest INTL Church. And join us next time as we dig into another powerful word. Enjoy the rest of your day. And in the meantime, get your love fixed, man. So, 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 I'm not a